0: welcome 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 to a very exciting episode of the hollywood heels podcast i am the rock star the renaissance man the duke russo and i am joined by my dog the divine voice himself henron what's up man
1: what's going on sir and just like you
0: mentioned a pretty
1: fun episode of smackdown a bit of a pick-me-up than uh, what we've had in some of these recent episodes of wwe but uh
0: what do we have going on tonight, man? Bro, we've got. Ooh, I, I mean, not to not to spoil anything. People people know things. Let Let's be honest. But like, before we get into it, I was trying to think. Like, the last time we've had like two major heel turns in the same show of different factions before. I know that sounds awfully specific, but I was like, there can't be many times that we've had this.
1: I would have to agree with you. I mean, man, we, we seldom see turns, you know what I'm saying, it, At alone. But two, you know, big surprise. I mean, something, one, definitely something we saw coming. The second one, I mean, maybe, but kind of a surprise to me.
0: Yeah, I, and all right, so we'll get there. Anyway, we're from Columbus, Ohio. And we're down a member on commentary because we've got Corey Graves and Carmella having their child. Um, I I don't I was gonna say boy or girl, and then I realized I don't know the answer to that. So I'm just gonna say child, and we're we're non-discriminate here. Um, so instead. We've got the prize fighter himself on commentary. KO enters, joining Kevin Patrick and Michael Cole. He's donning his KO cutoff tank with a tie that apparently Nick Aldis lent him to utilize in his duties here. And then we've got Ray and LWO making their way to the ring. LWO with no Carlito. Um... Ray's talking about you know oh Logan stole the title I want a rematch blah blah blah. everything that you would expect and then Carlito interrupts and this is where I was like I I thought I thought he was part of the LWO and apparently commentary was also wondering the same thing I I thought he was part of LWO and Carlito saying nah dog you blaming the wrong person. You should be blaming Santos, the dude who left the knuckles on the ring. Santos is pissed, man. He's he, They start yelling at each other. And then Santos says something about, oh, so you, you choosing him over me? And I'm like, I was really confused at this point. I, I mean, I kind of knew what was coming after this whole segment. But I was just really confused of like, when, when did Ray choose literally anybody over Santos? Yeah, this.
1: Yeah, this, just the same same questions of everything going on here. I don't the only thing I, I I could see is, you know, the hesitation a little bit that Ray had when this was going on, like to even listen to this guy. Um, and we kind of see some stuff later, but I guess maybe Santos just felt a little bit too much in that relationship. You know, like he's not your dad. You know, maybe he just felt closer you know, then Ray did, and he's just—he was hurt by that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad he got the heel turn because, um, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the meat of it, but, um, he needed something, right? Like it just what, whatever was going on. Wasn't really working, but but how it was done was just kind of a little weird to me, but before we get into all of that, we've got Bobby Lashley making his way to the ring, because apparently we have Bobby Lashley versus Carlito as the first match of the night. With a special guest watching backstage, we've got B. Fab watching the match backstage. Which apparently, Bobby Lashley at some point said, "You know, oh, you know, B. Fab is interesting, and you know, she's she's got some potential and whatnot." But I I don't know if she's the right fit for us. So uh, apparently, this may actually just go nowhere. Just just want to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, I have no clue. I'm thinking when I saw Fat backstage, like, I don't, I don't think, like, I personally, I've never seen her wrestle. So I have no idea what her in-ring capabilities are. Now, the fact that I haven't seen her wrestle, that kind of, you know, tells me something, right? Cause most people who are really good, I've seen them wrestle a lot. So, uh eh, I don't know, right? I'm interested to see where this would go. I don't know why anybody would care if Bobby had a, a girl in his faction where they get continue fighting with lwo it doesn't even make sense um i was actually kind of hyped for carlito and bobby lashley two big men meaty men slapping meat as some would say and I, i thought this was gonna be like a a fun hard hitting like entertaining match and it wasn't i was pretty pretty disappointed um like carlito hit like a flying shoulder block off the top rope that was the only highlight I wrote down of anything that he did there there was some stalling suplexes that, that they each try to do Bobby had him up there for a good while and Carlito tried to get him up there and he had him up for a little bit not as long as Bobby um so I guess that was pretty pretty fun there but Montez ended up sneaking in and kicking Carlito in the head so that Bobby could hit the spear for the one two three after the ref was distracted uh during a whole little tiffy with um Street profits and the rest of the LWO, Joaquin Wild and Cruz Del Toro, and um, you know they get beat up. But Santos came down to like help when they were getting attacked. But then when Carlito loses the match and he's getting beat down in the ring, he's hesitant to get in the ring. He just watches, and then Buyaca, you know, Ray, you know, comes back out, and and again. If y'all are a team, why ain't all y'all always out there together? I don't ever understand the whole separate stuff. Like I I I know you're here tonight. What else do you have to do besides hang out with the homies? Like you, we didn't show up together, rock the same gear, say that we rep the same hood, and then you're just you're just not going to be out there. That don't make no sense to me. But, you know, Ray comes in there and tries to help and then him and him and Santos get in another little tiffy and start kind of fighting with each other. And, and Santos eventually Ray, you know, they're actually fighting now. Santos pushes the guy, you know, they're standing on the apron into the post. He crotches himself on the stairs while simultaneously getting his right leg stuck between the stairs and the uh, ring. And then it gets drop kicked and his legs out and Ray's hurt and Zelina's like, what are you doing? And Santos is going up the ramp and he's mad at the fans. He's like, I can't believe any of you. Like, he's just mad at everybody. And <laughs> it's great. We finally get to see Santos letting out the inner phantom. Um, But I guess he's going to fight Ray when Ray's tell Well, probably Carlito and then Ray, I guess.
0: That would make sense. Um, We also had the cell of the night emotionally. I felt like from Zelina Vega, like she was really invested in this, like legitimately crying ringside uh, attacking Santos. Like, what have you done? And, you know, what did you do to us? And all this shit and whatnot. And I was like, that was was a great job by Zelina Vega there. Um, But yeah, that's my whole thing. It's just like, I'm glad this happened. I I hope I hope he becomes the phantom again. And uh I just felt like it was ha- the reasoning for all of this is weird because he he's, he's still going with this whole like, oh, you chose him or them over me and it was supposed to be us. And like, dude, when was it not? Like, it's not like Ray did anything to you or cashed you out or anything. Like, you guys, he gave you a fucking match, dude, for the title. Like, I I don't know what else more you could have wanted. So I I felt like maybe the writing here was a little bit lazy. Creative could have done a little bit better of a job. But I'm still glad we got it
1: yeah i'm I'm super happy that this happened it was kind of weird didn't make the most of sense and again what the hell are the street profits doing like are we going to see montez fighting ashanti the adonis like are they going to draft ashanti as well that guy's i don't like i'm sorry like both individuals that we saw backstage um between b fab and ashanti the adonis what are we going to do with them
0: I I don't know. I mean, there's there's a spot that we'll talk about later in the night where I was literally going through the entire women's roster of SmackDown, and I guess technically B-Fab is on that. But to be honest with you, I don't know if I've seen her wrestle because I don't I don't really remember her all that much. You know what I mean? Like that that kind of says everything. Is that, even if I did see her wrestle, I don't remember it, so it wasn't impactful. Is where I'm going with this. So I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a bit of a weird situation. But we've got Kathy Kelly trying to tra- chase down Santos as he's exiting the arena. She's just like, why? And Ray's like, oh, not Ray. Santos is saying, oh, Ray Ray had it coming. And KO on commentary is saying that, you know, I've, I've turned on my fair share of people, which he indeed has. But Ray is someone I'd never turn on. Santo has it coming. So I'm not wondering if we also get a KO Santos match at some point. Um... There's there's a lot of fodder that was created by this. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree there as well. And I felt like this SmackDown episode was a, in reality, a nothing happening episode. And I do feel that Kevin Owens on commentary really saved it. Because even some of these segments were kind of like, what the hell, why? Just him... Adding his little touch in and making us be able to talk about what about Santos Kevin, it just that's going to be a note for damn near every segment through this show for me.
0: I I felt there was a ton that kind of like occurred on this SmackDown. We had the Santos heel turn. You know, we have a great match coming up. We have the other heel turn later in the night. We've got the first appearance of uh, L.A. Knight. And you know he he states his intentions. We've got a little bit from the bloodline. Um, we for a SmackDown, I felt this was pretty goddamn good and and pretty jam packed with content.
1: Yeah, I mean to to each their own, good sir.
0: <laughs> All right. So next up, we've got Bailey coming out to address the crowd. She's saying, you know, I I'm I'm the planner. You know, the, similar to the Judgment Day situation. There's no leaders here, but I'm the role model and I'm the planner, so take that as you will. Um, She's made a plan for Io, and that plan has worked. She's got the belt. She's defended the belt. But she was taken off guard a bit by Kyrie's return and calls Io out so they can talk. And I found it very interesting that Io was accompanied by Dakota Kai and Kyrie. I expected Kyrie, but... I. You know, multiple times in the night I found myself wondering where Dakota's Dakota Kai's allegiances truly lie. But Bailey's just straight up asking, Why, why is Kyrie here? And Eo's saying, Well, you know, you've got your plans. I've got a plan of my own. And it's EO's era. We get a video recap of Bailey beating down Kyrie back in 2020, essentially chasing Kyrie out of the company. And Dakota's starting to say that, hey, you know, they they didn't bring Kyrie in to hurt her, only to make damage control stronger. And at this moment, I was like, yo, what the fuck? So like, they literally all schemed this behind Bailey's back. Every single one of them knew, except for Bailey. And uh, and I was also thinking, you know, if you weren't so useless, Dakota Kai, then <laughs> then they wouldn't needed to bring anybody in. In a strange turn of events, Kyrie forgives and acknowledges bailey as the leader of damage control and they like kind of group hug it out you know bailey doesn't really hug any anymore but you know they they get her in on one when bianca belair interrupts she does not forgive bailey or eo she's gonna have to beat all their asses and she ain't gonna have to do it alone because we got charlotte flair and asuka entering and I really want to know what Asuka said because nobody like really responded. And then Kyrie was just laughing. So I don't know if Asuka was just so over the top that it had Kyrie laughing or what she said had Kyrie laughing. I'd really like to know. But this 3v3 is going to be our main event. We've got Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka versus Bailey, Eo Sky, and Kyrie Sane yeah and and as we were talking about hill turns
1: and you know stuff that we see later what if she was just telling them what was gonna happen and and you know they like you know the people who don't speak the language they're like oh whatever she's just being oscar even though she was just telling them i'm actually gonna cheat and we're gonna we're gonna win the match don't worry about these girls like you don't know what she said maybe double check that You know what I'm saying? If she's about to be my partner, I'd be like, can, uh, somebody tell me what she really said? I don't like being in the dark about things. That's just me. Um, but yeah, um, I like, I like the small comments from Bailey when they're trying to hug it out and she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, we admit that Bailey is the leader of damage control, which I don't know if that's saying there's going to be an overtaking of Bailey as the leader or if they're going to, Break up damage control because they're they're making all the plays behind her back, just as you mentioned. You know, even Dakota. I'm surprised that Dakota's kind of. I guess she just tags along anywhere where the power is because she can't do anything else. Um, but catch jackets. Um, but uh, <laughs> and hold belt. <laughs> but, man, like i don't think that she should be in the group i really think it should just be a three woman faction uh four woman faction with xia Li, shout out but
0: I n- don't don't you fucking dare
1: <laughs> but yeah you know we're gonna get this uh six women's tag match later which you know on paper like that's a star-studded affair
0: Yeah, it it really is. It has a true main event feel to it, that's for sure. But at the same time, we get something a little bit different than we were planning. Uh, Next up, though, we've got, from from an actual match content standpoint, by far, match of the night. We've got a rematch between Cedric Alexander and Dragon Lee, and they definitely up to their game in this one dude what do you got yeah and and
1: honestly like this was in ring wise more entertaining probably the best match on the night but okay we got dragon lee dude he's a dragon through the fire i don't know what the hell his (laughs) intro music says bro right i don't even ko loves it Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's actually walking through the mouth of a dragon. <laughs> so, but again, KO great. I don't even know if they gave Cedric any music. Um, we got, you know, Cedric hitting his classic inside out little bottom rope springboard DDT style. He almost broke Dragon Lee's neck when he threw him into the ropes and Dragon Lee wanted to style with the late rotation and almost cost him. Dragon hit a a snap German off the ropes, which was nice. And oh my god, when he he hit a knee out of nowhere after he took the knee pad down, and that looked disgusting. And then he hits his quote unquote move, quote unquote, for the, the victory, which what the hell do they call that? Like I know it's called the Destino from Tetsuya Naito in a different company, like, and I've never seen anybody else hit it, and now he hits it and I've never heard them say anything. They say, oh, and he's got it. Like, no, he's got what? Can Michael Cole, you over here calling out the Cody one D you can't name this move too, bro.
0: Yeah, that, that was weird. I thought KO did call it a destino or something. Like, I, I feel like I heard the words destino at some point, but maybe, maybe I just imagined it because that's what it is in my head. Um, Great, great content. I mean, I think this was the only match where they got a standing ovation from the crowd. Um, I mean, aside from, like, everybody standing up for LA Knight because he's LA Knight. But they they got a a standing O after the match. uh, And KO on commentary was great, you know. I, I loved the moments where he's like, Yeah, I can do that. No, 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 no I, I I can't do that. Yeah, my leg doesn't go that high. And, you know, he's not going, ooh, ah, over the um over like the the big spots or anything, but he couldn't hold back an oh when Dragon Lee almost like fell off the apron in like a near botch where he like I think he was like jumping over the ropes or something and like almost slipped off of the side of the apron and KO just like instinctually, oh, I let out one of those as opposed to like everybody else who's ooh and ah over the big spots. So I just, you know, to me, that was like the the wrestler in him slipping out a little bit. But I mean, I don't know that there's a future here for any of this because like, I don't know if, I don't even know if there's a future of the Dragon Lee, Cameron Grimes thing. I mean, especially with all the shit going on in LWO, I feel like they should throw Dragon Lee in on that situation. And I feel like that would give his character more purpose, because I feel like right now there's not a whole lot of purpose for that guy.
1: Yeah, like I think that Phantom Man needs to go get his Phantom Boys, who Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild. I'm pretty sure they were all three of them were Legado de Fantasma or whatever their name was. Um, And then now... They try to beat up LWO, it's 2v3, and they need somebody to help them out. Who else but Dragon Lee?
0: Yeah, either that or, um, you know, you've got some capable Latino uh, groups in NXT that could use some work up on the main roster for a little bit. If you want to bring Los Lotharios up and, and maybe like reinvent the Phantom group and not necessarily take Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro out of LWO and then maybe have those guys come up to back up Santos, that could be cool. and And have Dragon Lee... I, I, I don't know. I don't see him as a heel right now. I see him as a face. So I would feel like he would kind of almost take Santos's place in LWO. I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of weird, but there's a couple ways to play that one out.
1: Yo, yes. Bring up the Lotharios. They said our, what do they say? Our uncle. He, he told us in a dream. We need to believe in the phantom, and just have them all wear like a mask with like a slash through it or something. Yes, and and like all of them can go. That'd be like that. That's the group I'd get behind. Right, fucking there.
0: See, see, we're we're making progress here. Uh, for our next segment, we've got LA Knight coming out to address the crowd before his match and I was like, man, dude, this crowd really fucking loves LA Knight like all crowds love LA Knight but this crowd really fucking loved LA Knight he's talking about how he had that match won if it were not for Jimmy Uso, get in fucking line, dude, everybody can say that Um, says Roman should give Jimmy a raise. He should give Jimmy pleasure any way that he can give it to him. And I was just like, uh, context, (laughs) what (laughs) this whole, so this whole kind of segment and promo by LA Knight, I felt was like some of the closest we've seen to like attitude era stuff come out of a dude's mouth in, in a minute. Um, He's saying he's not done with the bloodline, and he ain't done with Roman Reigns until he has the title, when Grayson Waller, who is apparently his opponent, interrupts him. La Knight ain't the guy, and he don't belong in the ring with Roman Reigns. L.A. Knight calls him kangaroo jackass, and the Grayson Waller effect sounds like some sort of STD. He got dropped by a Saudi movie star at Crown Jewel, He's got a $5 haircut, like a little schoolboy getting ready for his school pictures. But the problem is, he probably ain't allowed within 50 yards of a school, you creep. And uh, he he says that you can take the boy out of his mother's basement, but you can't take the mother's basement out of the boy, you incel. He's going to stomp his keister into the ground. (laughs) And, uh, yo, L.A. Knight fucking cooked grayson waller here
1: yo i'm a big grayson waller fan but wow like lanai this guy and when he made that um you couldn't even be around the school comment like my girl's just in the background she was like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) so when you got people in a different room reacting you know they're saying something but yeah (laughs) talking about pleasuring Jimmy and this the whole Jimmy thing I guess we're just I'm the only person who fucking noticed it right but like it like Roman's foot was underneath the rope anytime I've seen a wrestling match that means like that's not a pinfall like that's a rope break and you know Jimmy moved his foot but it doesn't matter but we're going to continue talking about it like it matters like everybody's saying that Jimmy did it so it's like they're trying to double down the fact that that happened and they're just going to pretend it didn't I saw it I'm I'm maybe I'm crazy maybe I don't know the rules right but like he didn't help him win I'm waiting for that to be a thing or I'm just going to keep waiting forever for something that's never going to happen uh but yeah um very very great segment when he said Saudi movie star I was like is that is that PC can you Can you say that? Uh, big incel energy. Like, I feel like some of the stuff he says, it's like, I don't necessarily know if I'd say those things on air, but ah, I guess it's, it's working. It doesn't really matter what he says. Like, it literally does not matter what he says. Like, these people go crazy for him. And I think it was this segment here when he like, he interrupts the guy when he's like, when, and everybody says my name and then, he like hits him with the mic and then he comes back he's like i'm sorry i interrupted y'all <laughs> and <laughs> lets them say his name again <laughs> oh man this was uh this was a great little uh promo i couldn't even call it a battle or a promo demolition by la night before
0: uh they could just kind of jumped into the match Yeah, he he absolutely destroyed Grayson Waller. And I feel like what LA Knight did here, was like he sat down with Triple H and was like, okay, back in the day, what would you say here? Because I feel like half of the shit that was said is basically stuff that we would expect Triple H to say like 15 years ago.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I can't say that I would
0: disagree. So give us this match, sir. Yeah, and
1: it's LA night, right? Like, I'm sorry, but you can kind of make an assumption what you got going on with an LA night match. Um, so I'm going to speak on some Grayson Waller things. At one point, I believe LA night, I don't know what happened. I think he hit the classic, you know, hit the post on a spear that he never hits. So he's caught in between the ropes in that manner. When Grayson Waller pulls a Boston crab, bending him like backwards over the top turnbuckle. Like, of course, it's a five count because he's in the ropes. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I really, really like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of a half crab as well, but that was that was really nice. And then he was just focusing on the back at that point, dropping some stomps, dropping some elbows, uh hit like a second rope elbow, tried to do it again, ended up missing. Um. He tried to do like a crossbody or some some type of suplex and ellen knight just catches him off the top into a back suplex ellen knight eventually hits the yabo the elbow and the bft for the one two three and owens was just on the guy the whole time um at one point like to start the show kevin owens comes out there and he's like oh man i even get my own water out here so he was hype about that and it, like if you didn't pay attention to that, this next part didn't have as much effect in my opinion. But then, you know, Ellen Knight's out there and he dumps, he takes Kevin Owens water and Kevin, oh yeah, you could have my water, whatever you need. <laughs> and he just dumps it all over, um, Grayson Waller and Kevin is just yelling at him. Oh, you're all wet now. Michael Cole's like, Oh, I guess he's all washed up. And Kevin loved that joke so much. He's like, you hear that? You hear that water? You're all washed up, Cole said. Because so, you're wet. This, this, the match, because Kevin Owens was there, was better than a normal LA night match.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like that could be said about a lot of things. And then what happened next... Bothered me because I wanted more KO. You know, like, basically after the match, we've got a situation where Waller and Austin Theory come out, and they're antagonizing KO. Uh, Waller pours water on KO's head, um, and uh, Cole's like, don't do anything or you'll get suspended. Uh, So I, I guess this happened on Twitter earlier in the day where... We have K.O. approaching Nick Aldis and asking him, like, hey, you know, well, there's an opening at the announce table, and so, you know, I was thinking I would be a great choice to have fill that spot, and Aldis agrees, and they make it happen, but Aldis says, listen, I have one stipulation, and that's you can't do anything physical. Don't get involved in anything. Don't do anything. Otherwise, I'm going to have to suspend you, and K.O.'s like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, okay. Um so Cole this whole time is like, don't do anything or you're going to get suspended. And KO's like, I could take this, you know, I could take the water on the head. I can take the shoving, but you know, C- Kevin Patrick, did, did he just, did he just hit you with an empty bottle? I, I, I can't, I I need to go get suspended. And he attacks both men, h- hits him with a stunner and uh, get suspended. And I was, <laughs> I was really confused because I didn't see the Twitter thing. And I'm like, so since when is this a thing? Like, you know you you hit somebody and get suspended like are we the NFL now is that is that how this works but yeah uh, I was really 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 sad in this moment that we lost KO on commentary
1: yeah that that disappointed me and everything that you just spoke on I now have four four points so number one I was in the same party when he was like, "I got to go get suspended," I had I had no clue what he was talking about until right now that you mentioned it. So okay, I get that. That now that now makes sense, right? Um, on the same segment, you know, when he's he's just messing around the whole time with like arrows and circles, and look at their faces, like playing replays of the match, and when he punched both of them in the face, et cetera, et cetera, and they. They make an office joke Do you are you are you familiar with the officer?
0: I have watched a couple episodes and shoot me, but I think it is wildly overrated
1: yikes i'm gonna i'm gonna continue down uh right here because you're about to get a, a, a an office um small office story so i don't i think it was Michael Cole talking about his mentioning uh like the the dwight method of you know shooting somebody like basically like two birds one stone through the neck right and the and i was i became distracted when he said that because i started laughing from where that originated and michael scott you know main guy he's talking about the hr guy toby and i believe he goes if i was in a room with osama bin laden hitler and toby and i had a gun and two bullets I would shoot Toby twice, right? (laughs) So, but then, you know, Dwight's like, no, you only need one bullet and you could shoot all three of them through the neck. So, and then you'd have a spare bullet. And then, you know, it's either way, you're still killing Toby, right? But that's what he was talking about here with the Kevin Owens thing, right? But I'm like, that's such a, like, small niche thing that if you don't watch The Office and get that, like, you have no, like, okay, Dwight, I don't, like, I don't know. And See, then-
0: I was like, is he talking about Dwight Howard? Like, that's... that. <laughs> when you say Dwight as just, like, a singular name, that's the first person I think of. And especially with that whole, now. like... Yeah, exactly. The shit that, like, went down with him recently and everything. Like, that's what I thought he was making some sort of reference to that I just thought I didn't understand.
1: They can't... They especially shouldn't be talking about him. Uh, <laughs> but... Maybe L.A. Knight can... <laughs> he probably was gonna say something oh my god that guy's a loose cannon Um, but I also forgot to mention right right before this segment um, they were advertising the NFL belts again they had what a Steelers a Browns and somebody else's I can't remember but I think it was Kevin Patrick or somebody he was like oh man can't believe they gave me a Browns belt (laughs) why did he say that
0: I, I mean, it's the fucking Browns. Like, to be fair, I'm a Jets fan, and I would expect somebody to say that about a Jets belt. Like, it, there there are two very similar franchises, the Browns and the Jets. We we both suck for eternity.
1: Oh man, but yeah, that when you just mentioned NFL too, that that brought me back. I was like, they did have a fucking shameless plug, and then Kevin Owens is like, I don't know anything about football, but I got the Steelers. Uh yeah, and then Michael Cole's like, Oh, you gotta wave the terrible towel. And then Kevin's like, I know Pittsburgh, they got a hockey team with that. What do they say? The Mew Mario, the Yeah, he's like, I like that guy. <laughs> Nothing to do with the NFL.
0: Cool, yeah. See, KO, you know, does strike me as a little bit more of a hockey guy. You know, he he likes to watch the fights like most of us do. Um. So after this, we get a quick little Jimmy Uso promo here. And he's like, you ain't done with us. Well, I ain't done with you. You want me next week? Yeet. He picks up the phone. Yeah, tribal chief? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Puts down the phone. No yeet. And I was like, the way he said no yeet almost sounded like he was trying to do like a Roman impersonation.
1: Hey, maybe he was because he got so serious like his, his whole demeanor and everything changed after that and bloodline like that was all we got of the bloodline. How many times how many advertisements were they like solo 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 next he's coming up next and then they played a like a video thing like it wasn't even like a backstage like promo or anything like that. Oh, it, was it
0: was a match with Cena.
1: Yeah, and then they're like next week. And I'm like, did y'all really like say that is that it? What the hell?
0: Yeah, the whole time they were just going next week.
1: <laughs> That's bait, <babe>, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all the shit that we had happening, I was not surprised that we didn't get Bloodline and, you know, I I I did see clarifications that it does indeed look like Roman won't even be making an appearance at Survivor Series, so, uh, I mean, he usually makes the big four, but with the bloodline seemingly not involved in any of the war game situations, I guess he, uh, he, there's no need for him to get off the beach or anything, you know?
1: And I was just thinking, too, we've been talking about war games, war games, war games. We're not even going to have the actual Survivor Series five-on-five match.
0: That's Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So it has been leaked and more or less leaked by the WWE that on um, Judgment Day side, the fifth member will be Drew. And then on Team Cody's side the fifth member will be Randy Orton and WWE wanted to leak that because they didn't want people thinking it was going to be CM Punk. But that's a that's a
1: war games match.
0: Yeah, it would be 5 on
1: 5. But but like the the traditional like 5 on 5 like um Raw versus SmackDown 5 on
0: 5. Oh, no, no, not not in that context context no but it'll be the traditional like five-on-five format
1: at least we'll get at least that'll be proper
0: yeah yeah and i mean it'll be really good to see randy orton back and i'm just glad that it's not cm punk you know maybe cm punk's the devil
1: that's what people were saying and i hope not dude
0: (laughs) no it's definitely fucking no neck november I don't know who No Nick November is. is that, am I supposed to know what that means? Oh bro, I guess you didn't watch Collision.
1: Did I hear they're canceling that show?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they they probably should. Because I uh I think Rampage and Collision are like seriously suffering, and it would definitely benefit them to just combine the two shows at this point. But um Roddy, Roddy Strong. Oh hashtag neck strong down. Yeah, he came out with no neck November <laughs> on Saturday.
1: Oh my god, that guy! Like, how are you milking this, bro? You're you're fine, bro.
0: And he he got up out of the wheelchair and hit his finisher. I don't even remember who he hit it on, uh, and then got back in the wheelchair. And and I like he's got
1: maybe. Maybe my favorite move set, because he just goes after backs, just breaks backs. I like well, that. That's,
0: that's what he hit. That that I forget what it's called. I'm not end like of heartache. Maybe yes, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, he got up out of the wheelchair, took the neck brace off, hit the end of heartache, then put the neck brace back on and got back in the wheelchair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need a And then they got. Isn't the pay per view this weekend or next
0: weekend? I think it's next weekend. Because I think we get that pay-per-view and then we get Survivor Series.
1: And then after Survivor Series, don't we get NXT deadline? Or is it two weeks after?
0: I want to say it's two weeks because I think uh, deadline takes place in December. But then... It's like the 9th, though. Yeah, so that would be two weeks after Survivor Series, I think. Okay. So that would make sense. But... Um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back back to this episode of SmackDown. Uh, we've got our main event. We've got Damage Control versus Charlotte, Bianca, and Asuka. Uh, damage Control consisting of Kyrie, and Io and Bailey with uh, Dakota Kai just uh, holding jackets.
1: Yeah, and this like for the people that were in this match. You would have expected a 30 minute 10 star match, like multiple near falls, crazy shit. No, actually, um, not at all. They, we barely saw any Charlotte. They spent a lot of time just beating up Bianca. We got to see some cool, um, tag team action between EO and Kyrie. You know, they were doing some little cheating tactics uh, to Bianca. So we got to see a little bit of cohesion on their end. But the highlight of the entire match is it looks like Oscar's about to take the hot tag. Charlotte is crawling, is crawling, is fighting. And she gets Bianca. The, I'm sorry. I thought it was Charlotte. Who's, um,
0: no, Charlotte was out, outside the ring doing horrible selling for Kyrie. Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. My My notes are right here. Yeah, so Bianca
1: is is crawling. That's all I'm saying. We barely saw anything of Charlotte. I was trying to put her in this thing.
0: Yeah, she wow. honestly looked like she did not want to be in the match or in the ring.
1: And I, I mean, yeah, she can't. She can't look foolish. She can only win titles, right?
0: It's the queen
1: for yeah, Bow Bianca. Down is crawling and fighting and scratching trying to make that hot tag to oscar first time oscar's gonna make it into the match and right is you know she the big dramatic is she gonna hit it and then oscar moves her hand and what huh what's going on and the announcers the fans everybody's confused and then oscar's laughing and she boom hits the mist on bianca hops in the ring hits the kick kicks her head off and then she's, she's talking to Kyrie, saying you know come here she's got her arms out and they hug and then they call eo eo get in here and they hug and then the, you see bailey and the look on her face and she's like what and bailey gets in there and they all hug and it's great and then we see charlotte get in there and she starts kicking chicks to try to break them up and then they're all fighting in the ring and then the ref the the bell rings as a disqualification, and I don't recall them saying who won.
0: But I'm sorry, Charlotte, Bianca, and Asuka won. Which doesn't well, even Charlotte make sense. and Bianca won, I guess.
1: <laughs> Which doesn't even make sense because technically, like, if you're going to disqualify damage control for beating people up like that and not being a legal person, Charlotte wasn't legal, and she came in there and kicked the chick in the back of the head but the other people can't do it uh, this the DQ didn't make sense to me they sh- like i felt like the turn should have led to the pinfall um but whatever um they my eventually- only
0: guess was that maybe they were DQing because of the mist but i i don't know it was weird and then it's your own it's your own
1: teammate i've never i don't i I don't know but i've never seen like a DQ because my own teammate hit me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was weird. I'd like to see how they explain that next week because this, I loved what happened. I love where we're going and, and everything involved with the storyline. I just felt this execution. And this is probably just me being nitpicky and overanalyzing, just like the Roman Reigns LA night match, right? Talking about shit that really doesn't fucking matter. But i was just like uh you know but you know we eventually get a moonsault we get an insane elbow um Shotzi comes out to you know try to help so we basically you know we kind of got our women's war game match
0: yeah so i uh, i am super 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 excited for this look of damage control. And I don't think we're going to have this look of damage control from very long. I think we're going to end up pulling a Judgment Day situation. Bailey's going to be Edge. Uh, get get ousted. I think Dakota Kyle will hang around for a little bit because she doesn't fucking do anything anyway. Um, and I, I, I don't know if we'll get more. I mean, there are the rumors of possibly Julia coming, and it would be interesting to get Julia in on that. Um, they kind of do. I guess with this group, you know, Eo's trying, Kyrie's trying, but they're obviously not the greatest on the microphone. Um I mean, they should just let Asuka do all the talking in Japanese because she's fucking hilarious when she does. Um But in in this moment, I'm like, okay, so here we here we go. We've got the start of the women's war games. We've got Starlet, Bianca, Shotzi, Question Mark versus damage control of Bailey, uh, Eo, Kairi, Asuka. So I literally went through the entire fucking SmackDown roster of like who could be the fourth, who could be the fourth. So obviously my, my mind at first went to Jade. I was like, oh, so, you know, we've, we've been seeing rumors that it'll be Raw that she ends up on, but, you know, she is a free agent. She can kind of do fucking whatever and uh, she'll have such popularity that she's got to be a face when she appears right away. So, okay, okay, and we got this. We stick her in the face group. Um, so that was a possibility. And then the only other two, I went through the entire fucking women's SmackDown roster. And either they're injured or they're involved in this already. And uh, we had Mee Chin and Zelina Vega. Those were the two options that I had. And I actually really liked the idea of Mee Chin in this. I thought that would be super fucking fun because I don't think she gets enough work. Um, And then the other uh, option would be bringing up somebody from NXT. So before I spoil who it actually is, your thoughts
1: I think me Chin's a good shout on the on the face team because of that random dark match I saw with uh her and Shotzi. so in my head, they're friends, even though we've never actually seen that on TV for that to actually be relevant information. Um, they need heavy hitters on the face team i don't I don't see them calling somebody from raw or smackdown because that you know bianca and charlotte i don't think they want to associate with anybody like that so i really i struggle i can't think of anybody else relevant on the smackdown women's roster on the face side um but i all i can think of on the heel side is uh bailey being like oh since you know y'all did all the all the plotting or whatever and y'all did things i i got us the ringer i and we should find this out after Bianca and them have their full team. They should call them out for war games and then the you know, damage control gets scared and then Bianca's like, Don't worry, I got us a ringer and it's Jake Cargill.
0: Well so uh I don't I don't remember who broke it. It might have been Fightful. Um we know who the fourth on the face side is going to be, and it sounds like it'll be four on four i i don't I don't see them turning it into five on five unless they do include me chin, but the man, Becky Lynch, is going to be on team Charlotte Bianca and shotzi. I like it, but I do scratch my head a little bit
1: and that that would be my only guess as well because who else would like it's got to be somebody of that caliber of Bianca of Charlotte you know what I'm saying nobody else on the roster is of that caliber except for you know Io and Bailey, who they're facing Becky who's kind of floating around on Raw and like Rhea Ripley you know
0: yeah but I did think that Bringing somebody up from NXT could be a possibility because uh, the one thing that I actually felt like we did get to see in this match that we had was, you know, Kyrie, especially, I would say, we all know that she's a phenomenal wrestler. And I'm sure a bunch of us have seen a lot of her started in matches, the stuff with Julia, the stuff with Mariah May, um... The the old stuff of Kyrie and whatnot. By no means like she is an incredible wrestler. But her in the ring with big women is is rough sometimes. Like her with Bianca, her with Charlotte, you know, I I thought it would have been nice to bring in somebody a little bit more on the acrobatic side, and that's where I was like, okay, I get it, she's a heel, but Coming to the main roster, things can change. Tiffany Stratton would have been an interesting choice.
1: Yeah. Uh, in what We keep saying a Tiffany epiphany. You know? Um, and that would be a good shout, too, because I feel like we need to get her up sooner rather than later. Especially, like, put her on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. Get her name out there. You know, that'd be really good for her.
0: And wasn't... I? Maybe on the Raw roster, but wasn't Roxanne drafted? Or like she's done some things up on the main roster. I feel like she was. She Uh, was in the Rumble. Or maybe that's it.
1: Maybe, I don't know. Because she came up in the Rumble when she was like doing some sometime around her championship run. I don't remember if she was the champion. She was the
0: champion when she came
1: up. And that was such a dumb phase too, because you the doctor was like, "You just, you're like not cleared," but she was like, "Fine." It was like a mental thing, but then like nothing was wrong with her, and they made it seem like she was gonna quit wrestling, and
0: like she didn't,
1: and I was like, "This is stupid."
0: Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. I mean, we came there. There have been some weird times in NXT. Speaking of NXT, let's go ahead and get to it. There was. There was not a super ton of shit. Um, you know, we had Noam Dar's defense of the Heritage Cup against Akira Tozawa. So we had all of Alpha Academy on there. Noam Dar naturally cheats because that's what he does. Um, so he does retain there. But Akira Tozawa certainly, I mean, he he had to cheat to win, basically. You know, Tazawa held his own. I thought it was a really good showing from Tazawa. We got a promo from Lyra Valkyria and Zaya Lee get off my fucking screen. Um where Zaya Lee just kicks the head off of a poor fucking dude that's standing there. So we're getting Zaya Lee, Lyra Valkyria, great two women that are absolutely fucking terrible on a microphone who should literally they just should set up the match and let them wrestle because th- this this was terrible. They both fucking suck on a mic. Um, we had Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley where Tiffany Stratton, uh, sent Fallon Henley's brain to fucking Mars. (laughs) Um, uh, we had the Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner where Braun Breaker won, but after the match, Von Wagner put him through the announce table and Mr. Stone was like, oh, you did it. You did it. Well, guess what? You still fucking lost. Um, we had a tag match between Roxanne Perez and Kalani Jordan versus Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Nothing to write home about. Uh, we had, for me personally, match of the night: Otis with Alpha Academy versus Drew Gulak. Anytime, anytime Ot- Otis is in the ring is a, is a good time. We had Tyler Bate versus Die Jack. Uh, This was the men's qualifier for the Iron Survivor match. Jack won and moved on Uh, to backtrack a little bit. The Tiffany Stratton-Fallon Henley was also an Iron Survivor, so Tiffany Stratton moves on uh, there as well. And then we had the return of Trick Williams. We had a segment with Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and Lexus King, and I swear to fucking God, Lexus King does not belong in this business
1: yeah i hate that guy and i'll start it from the bottom right there um to the top with trick mellow gang i mean you know we kind of figured that's what happened is lexus king took the guy out because last time when he was talking he was like wait till you see what i will do or what i've already done like i honestly like if he was just goofy and like didn't take himself so seriously, like I'd get behind that. Like I love like some goofy shit. Like, I'm never gonna take you seriously, bro. I don't know. Like, you just seem like a fucking little bitch, right? Like, what were they saying? Uh keep your you know, stay out of grown folk business. Like they I, I they didn't respect him. I don't respect them. You know, and uh, what's gonna happen? Like, are we gonna get Lexus King? Is he gonna beat trick or is he going to beat mellow because i don't want to see either of that happen like is that why they're building up trick so that he could lose to lexus king oh mega yikes oh my god um but you know trick mellow gang and we're gonna see the mellow heel turn um there was such an awkward ending when he was just holding him and staring at the camera like dude do- i don't know it was just weird. Uh, die jack bait. I, I think that die jack is winning the iron survivor match whenever it happens. Cause God, they must just poor Tyler bait. What did he say in his promo? He said, I'm tired of living it in the shadow of the past. <laughs> Bro, that's all you are youngest. NXT UK champion. I'm sorry, bro. That's probably all you ever gonna be. Namaste, homie. Keep that piece to yourself and live with it. They got to do something with Dijack Big Ass. He could kind of talk. He could go in the ring. I don't know why he gets zero use. He's like old as fuck, too. Like his ass needs to be on the main roster doing something. He's basically Damien Priest. Like, Whatever Damian Priest could do, you could put Dijak in that same role. He could damn near be up there alongside Drew McIntyre. Shit. They should be tag team partners. They should be bang bros 2.0 out here dishing out street justice in the, in the bang van or whatever that they want to drive around. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be lit. You know, whipping, uh, whipping trees with belts. Those kinky fucks, right? Whatever they want to do. Uh, chase you crap. They got a tag match next week where I guess JC's going to make them. Did you see this segment? She was like gonna sneak the envelope and then he comes in there, what are you doing? And then they're like, Oh, class is over. So what the class was watching the whole time? How the hell was she gonna sneak this envelope if the class was watching the whole
0: time? That and he's like, You you don't you don't want to see this, you don't you don't want to get involved in this. So I'm like What is what is what has Andre Chase been doing this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: I'm done right That that's stupid they're gonna lose those belts um who's that is it Kiana James right she's she pretends to be like a rich girl she's yeah, with, with the purse with, yeah okay she's friends with Tiffany Stratton now and Tiffany's like I don't hate her or whatever the hell she said in the background of that segment there were some fools with some face paint are they gonna be Joe Gacy's new people is he forming another cult like, because he was ranting for some reason as well. Um, we saw another ba- in the background Ava Rain, The Rock's daughter. She went to go talk to Shawn Michaels. There's that. Um, was a random tag match between Electra Lopez and Lola Vice against Kalani Jordan and Roxanne Perez. And Ariana Grace was out there just watching. She's kind of been like the voice of NXT's women division. I guess that's what she's trying to be now as she was in a backstage segment earlier. But Carmen Petrovich came out and, you know, kicked her in the head or something. So I guess we're going to get a match between those two, which is just going to be another, uh, women's breakout tournament match. So get ready for that.
0: It fest oh god we get that, see. see that's where Zaylee lee belongs is with all yeah. those girls down there that that she does
1: and speaking of the Zia lee lara valkyria segment lyra has zero stage presence when bailey was out there um they're giving her the what chance and she's like yeah i'd say what too because i was surprised myself like she's egging them on she's feeding into la night he stops and he embraces, let the crowd chant. You know, he he feels it. She's out there and they're out there chanting, you deserve it. And she's fighting to talk over the crowd. I'm like, stop talking and soak it in for a minute. Like, be a real person and not a robot. Like, what are you doing? Like, if I'm out there and they're saying I deserve it, like, I'm going to I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm right. I I'm right deserve right. it. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit there and soak that shit in until they stop like it like just like seth rollins like what it was that time wherever the hell they were overseas and they sang a song for like 11 minutes straight or whatever the hell the youtube video said like you you gotta change that up girl because
0: this nah, was bro good. she's got to make it through her script
1: yeah oh my god dude that's that. what it honestly
0: feels like she's like i i had this all right now i have to get through it guys
1: and yeah and that's exactly that and I guess we're going to get a match between Zia and Lyra and it's going to be Lyra's first defense. And they're trying to what, bump up Zaylee, but I'm never going to care about her because they don't give her one second matches. Like if she was out here just kicking one kick, that's it. I'd be like, okay, like, Can she survive the kick? Right now, we can. You know what I'm saying? We can. We have something to go off of. Now it's like, will the dominant champion, who's beaten people that she shouldn't have beaten, beat the other girl who doesn't seem like she can wrestle because she's only won two matches against Indy Hartwell and Candice Lerae? I don't see even like the energy. Well, no, she hasn't
0: even had the indie match yet. In that indie match is going to be. Well, yeah, but it's going to be Monday. And so that, that's the thing. She's going to probably win that match. And if there's anything at all for me to feel like I, I could be excited about a Lyra-Zia match, it's because of the fact that Lyra is going to win. They're not going to give Zia the NXT belt. Lyra is going to keep the NXT belt there's no way that she can beat fucking Becky Lynch and can't beat Ziyali. And also, they're just not giving Lee the belt. I'm sorry. I just deep down in my fucking soul believe that. So we're going to see Ziyali lose and that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I guess she's going to fade back into obscurity after that cuz what else is there to do with
0: her um I don't know. Um we I feel like this. they're just giving her this opportunity like she was probably making noise that they weren't doing absolutely anything and they're like, okay, well, here, you know, we'll give you a few shots and you got to do something with it. And guess what? She ain't doing anything with it.
1: And you know what? If they come out and they have a title match and it's a 15 minute decent match where it doesn't look like they're running slow and trying to remember what they were told to do. Okay. Okay. You know, maybe we have something, but I don't think that's what we're going to see. And even because Lyra, she's not too, too bad. Right. She's not like slow motion like it feels with some of these
0: other women, you know, but. I used to like Lyra a lot more before she started getting on the microphone more. Yeah, that's
1: and that's probably why they pushed her on the mic more because she needs that practice.
0: I mean we can go back to that part where you know that that's actually something that Cody straight up critiqued NXT for saying that there's nobody that does that for them anymore. That was Dusty that used to do that and he ain't around to do it anymore. And I thought Cody was very frank in the presser when he addressed all of that and said that you know I thought maybe somebody like Mick Foley would step up and do that. Somebody who who has done that at an extremely high level and is already involved in NXT. And nobody has. So apparently there really isn't anybody giving like extensive coaching. At least nobody of prominence that we would feel like should be doing that. Um, Helping these uh, stars that are in dire need in that exact area. You know what I mean? yeah and
1: i i think part of it as well is just like as you mentioned with lyra's script i I think it's literally that they pretend like they're actors and they give them the script and they're like go play this character when i feel like if they worked with the person more so than just gave them something anything that feels more natural is going to come off the tongue you know easier than if somebody's telling you oh this is what you would say and I'm like I don't know if I necessarily say that but I guess I want to keep my job so I'm gonna go say that
0: yeah and that's that's as much on NXT as it is them because realistically like you have to acknowledge everybody's strengths and weaknesses and if that's a weakness for somebody you know starting them off you obviously want to have them portray a character that's relatively close to who they actually are because that's going to get them over more because they're just going to do that better and then you start to branch them out from a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further you know rather than just like hey here's what we cooked up here's your new name and and let's go with this
1: 100 percent for sure man and speaking of talking you know we got braun breaker who's kind of the total package you know we had his little match with von wagner and this was what i wanted to be my match of the night because just like bobby lashley and carlito i expected this to be you know an action-packed match with two big men and it was kind of man bronze new tights it says meaner than evil I guess he's no longer badass. I guess maybe they're changing things. I I don't like them meaner than evil. I think that's stupid. But I feel like they've done a lot of stupid. Nah, things. he's the he's the dog man. Just stick with the dog. Got the dog in him. Just stick with he the got dog. Got that dog in him. That's <laughs> it. Just stick with that. And speaking of the announcers, dude. Uh, yeah, Von Wagner got he put him to the table. And I can't remember the other announcer's name, but he's like, I, I don't even care about my candy, <laughs> you know. So I like that. He he admits he's the guy that always has the candy back there. Um, he said another line talking about no bread, no water, just meat, and I really, I really like that one. <laughs> Robert Stone, man, that guy should have uh, should have died, but he he got saved like, he's brave and i don't know why he trying to hype up homeboy like he did something like breaker could just come back next week and put you on the shelf again you didn't put him on the shelf you tabled him like okay you've tabled him before haven't you like didn't he still come back and beat up you and your friend i don't know man i'm um, yeah
0: and and like, talk about somebody who also absolutely sucks acting and character wise like von wagner falls into that stone thankfully is not bad and also robert stone you know i i don't know a ton about the dude right so like i don't i don't know his extended history or if he's an actual real wrestler or whatnot but the dude's actually pretty fucking jacked for his size you know like his pecs are like fucking watermelons dude like (laughs) dude's pretty jacked so i i you know maybe maybe give the guy a little bit more work i'm convinced
1: that everybody at WWE, they free gym and shit. You know, I'm convinced everybody's just accidentally jacked. From when they were talking about Crown Jewel, somebody on Instagram or what's it called X? Because LA Knight he called it X too, and I'm sure people in the audience were like, "What's he talking about?" um
0: It's Twitter. Fuck yeah.
1: off, everybody. They were shouting out Byron Sack and talking about how how jacked he was when they were talking about him commenting, right? So I'm like, I'm sure like everybody. That like where is suit is probably just jacked, and we just you know, since they're not wrestling, it's not even something you think about,
0: yeah, I mean, some a, a good chunk of them were wrestlers, right? So, like Wade Barrett, or Stu Bennett, you know yeah. what I mean like bad news, um, <laughs> um, so like a lot of them already were jacked, but I don't know. I feel like there's it's funny because I expect all of them to be jacked because you know, with the exception of a few of them and that exception are usually ones that are already jacked, like Seth and Cody who are literally on planes probably more than anything else because they're doing all these fucking live shows and then they appear on their respective shows and then it's Cody and sometimes he's able to appear on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like they're so outrageously fucking busy, you know, like, You've got a lot of time to work out and work on your fucking nutrition. And I don't know the inner workings of the WWE. I'm assuming that they have great facilities to allow for that. Um, and especially some of these people at NXT where you don't even need to fucking travel. You're just in fucking Orlando or wherever it is. And like, man, that's a terrible situation there. You know, I just wrestle once a week. I I work out and, uh, and I get to enjoy Florida, you know, like. I expect them all to be jacked. There is no excuse not to be jacked, you know? With certain exceptions. You know, KO, I'm good with KO the way that he is. You know what I mean? Like there are some guys that I'm just like, "All right, you're you're fine." Like I don't I don't I don't need that cuz it like it works, you know?
1: Yeah, I I feel you 100%. And yeah, you know, especially if you got that that time to be at home or any type of these performance center these facilities that they have like man i wish i had you know access to all that shit to go work out like you got to pay you know premium dollar to go fucking get some shit like that just casually
0: yeah they probably give them you know personal training like uh, programming nutrition plans like all sorts of shit right like At least i would hope that they do i mean their bodies are their lively sakes so i would very much hope that they do i would be shocked if they don't at least have it available whether they choose to use it or not could be a different story you know um but yeah fucking take advantage of that shit dude like i i spend a lot of time in the gym and you know i'm not big by any means but i'm in pretty goddamn good shape myself But if if that was my situation, yo, I I would look like a fucking Bill Goldberg. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, no, I I feel you entirely. And, you know, speaking of individuals who are probably taking full use of those facilities, I was surprised to see the entirety of the Alpha Academy uh, back here down on NXT. You know, they're all there in full support for Tadawa and his Heritage Cup match. Which, just like I mentioned with the LWO and all these other people who don't come out with your friends, bad things happen. And I guess bad things happen even, even when they're out there, when you're, you know, part of these lower tier groups. Um, Tazawa, you know, didn't get, didn't win the cup. He almost did. I mean, you know, he made Gnome Dar tap at one point to the ankle lock, which is nice. You know, he got the, uh, the deadlift German. Dar's like, I, he's okay. Uh, Tazawa. Like, I feel like Tazawa put on a better showing. Like, he's got a nice little moveset. What did they call him? Like the, the Energizer or the Energy or some, some something like that. I can't remember the, what they called him. Right, but he it was more entertaining than a normal Heritage Cup match. Granted, like a round and a half just went straight through the commercials. So like it, it didn't matter for us. Um. Poor Mensa or Mensa gets left in the ring. He gets slapped by Maxine. He eats a German by Gable and then Otis splashes him. And then they're all in the ring hitting the nasty dance. So that was that was pretty fun. Backstage segment as well uh, with uh, Dempsey and Gulak and the boys, which I don't know if their group has a name, but they should be some type of wrestling group as well, because that's exactly what they are. I'd love to see a three on three between these two groups. That'd be fun. Um, But Dempsey talking about stretching him out. And Otis, Otis, when he's on NXT, he just does whatever the hell he wants. I don't know if he's back in his own nature, heavy machinery like he was back in the day, but it's nothing but hip thrusting and oh, yeah. And the man is just, he's juiced up when he's down here, man.
0: Yeah, he's out here saying, you know, stretch this out. Oh, man. I fucking love Otis. I, uh, Again, Alpha Academy is my favorite faction in the entire company and I love that we're getting to see them everywhere at this point, you know. Chad Gable is a bit of an NXT legend himself, let's not kid ourselves. Um Tazawa has had some decent action in NXT as well. Uh I does Otis have a oh, NXT background? I don't remember.
1: So, it's not as like Nice as the other ones really, but he was in a tag team called heavy machinery with some guy. He, his name was Otis Dozovich, right? So like a bulldozer and he was with, uh, Tucker Knight known as heavy machinery and the splash that he finished off or Mensa with. They used to do like a double splash, like one person would have him holding sideways, like a fall away. But he'd like Otis would be holding him in his arms and then he'd do like a single, like almost like a world strongest slam, while the other guy hits the ropes and kind of leapfrogs and pushes down on top of him. And they call that the compactor. They were really they were really hyped because it's Otis. All they would do is talk about stakes and weights, baby, stakes and weights. And <laughs> that was and then that's all they would do and like Tucker Knight would be the the main talker and then Otis would be like, oh yeah, I'm tucking, oh yeah. So basically, like like he is now. He hasn't changed much. That's the great thing about him. Then his homeboy went heel, the tag team broke up. He's the reason Otis lost the, the money in the bank, I believe, and then... Um, yeah, and, and like Otis, he had a whole little thing with Mandy Rose. Like he's Like Otis has had one of the like funnest WWE careers I could probably say in recent memory.
0: Yeah. Uh the the brief stint with maximum male models, Otis, like Otis is just pure fucking gold, dude. Honestly, all at Alpha Academy is, all of them, uh Chad I feel like has really this is the best iteration of Chad. American Alpha was pretty pretty badass but it was different, you know what I mean? Uh, th- this, this version of Chad, I love. Um, obviously, Tozawa completes them. Maxine is like the perfect female uh, component to them. Like it's, it's probably the most well-built faction in the entire company, in my personal somewhat biased opinion.
1: Yeah, honestly, like at at this point, like they're, they're just entertaining. You know, Otis is crazy. Like everything he does is gold. Everything Gable does is gold too. They can go in the ring, but on the mic, they're great. They have a woman in the group, which not every faction has. They kind of have the training underling and Tozawa and, and even Tozawa, he's busting out his comedic acts. They said Tozawa is a 17 time champion in WWE. And I'm like, I bet you 16 of those are the 24/7 title, and I'm like, can you even count that shit, bro? But hey, shout out to the guy, 17 time champion. I think that's more than John Cena.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's one more than John Cena. Oh no, the real goat is out. For real, dude. For real. Um, these were fun episodes. I mean, uh, I loved SmackDown. I wasn't as into NXT. Um but it wasn't a bad NXT by any means. Uh but I I enjoyed this week in wrestling.
1: Yeah, you know, this was this was fun. I can't say that there was anything I particularly hated or didn't want to see. I didn't like I don't like seeing injuries and stuff, you know, so we all hope that you know Fellin Henley's okay. Um uh nothing Nothing really super negative. Just a lot of stuff of I'm excited to see where we go next instead of bored of what we saw today.
0: Yeah, and, and ultimately, like we're gonna get bored with Bloodline because um, we're getting more LA Knight, random members of Bloodline. Who knows what's next for Solo? Um, Roman ain't gonna be around, so that's gonna get stale. But really, the I feel like the centerpiece of SmackDown. I thought the centerpiece of SmackDown was just going to be damage control. But this LWO situation is going to be interesting. Like, it's finally finally starting to get me... There's a little bit of juice there, you know what I mean? Like, before, I was just kind of whatever about them, especially with their thing with Street Profits and everything. But uh, I, I'm i more interested in this situation with DeSanto's heel turn. So we've got two awesome storylines kind of going on SmackDown now. Uh, which is more than we had two weeks ago. Yeah, and
1: we still haven't, uh, you know, Logan Paul hasn't been there either, so that's going to inject a lot into the show. I I assume, like, we keep talking about the Kevin Owens thing, and he's, he's suspended, but we got to have a Logan Paul appearance here soon, and I would assume next week or the week after. Probably next week we're going to get something, because usually they give like a new champion or something like a week off and then they're back. Right. So I, I assume we're going to see something related to him, but I don't know. Maybe he becomes friends with uh, a town down under We end up with some type of three-way action with Kevin Owens. If Kevin can find some friends, I don't know.
0: Yeah. He was also making friends with street profits too. So uh, I, I actually think he'll be a hot commodity. he, quote unquote supposedly has retired from boxing to focus on WWE, so he should be around. But he is also a free agent, so he can appear on Raw as well. So hopefully the guy's gonna be more involved. Um again, not always a fan of him as a human being. I do enjoy his in ring talent, however, and uh he has a belt currently and We've we've got too many part-time champions, so fucking show up, dude.
1: Man, in the little segment that they had with him, dude, why did Why did they have to post that naked picture of him with the belt? Like, y'all could have left that off TV, dude.
0: Yeah, and KO said something about it. He's like, I, I don't take showers with belts because I'm not a fucking weirdo or something like that.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I assume... I assume we're gonna see. I think that's gonna play into something. Like I, I guarantee you, when he comes out, he's gonna talk about it, or they're gonna they're gonna find him or some
0: crap, right? Suspend his ass. Sometimes don't don't suspend too. his ass. Cause I, <laughs> keep keep him around, make him defend. But there you go. There you go. Take us home,
1: my dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we thank all of you, miserable people, for allowing us. To make your lives just a tad bit less miserable, we will catch you next time. Looks like we got some Monday Night Raw action coming up. Uh, we've got a few PLEs coming up, so we should see uh, a bit of an upkick in the intensity in some of these shows as we approach these or the, the big four, you know, number four of the year for, I guess, the big five now because they're throwing money in the bank in that loop. But we look forward, you know, to letting y'all know what goes on on that show. But until then... Stay safe and enjoy the day.
0: Deuces, deuces. deuces.